What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Be The Light Podcast. I just wanted to hop in and say thank you so much again for listening and all the support and all the conversations we're having about this. Like, I have talked to so many people, and it's just, we've been having great conversations, and I can't thank you guys enough. If you listened last week, you noticed that we had to cut our episode into two parts. So without further ado, let's get into part two. All right, we're back. Um, We got some light. This be the light. light. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first episode that we've actually had to take breaks and so get, gather our thoughts. Yep. Um, okay, so we've talked about forgiveness. We've talked about why Jesus is the light inside of us and why we reference the things that we reference. Um, so there's another topic that I have been struggling with recently, and it kind of all kind of ties in together with all this shame and, you know, just... I've been in my head, but we posted on our Facebook page last week, I think, a video about submission and stuff, like, with marriage, and I don't know why, like, I feel like the enemy's been, like, attacking, like, my marriage through just me, though, you know, just, like, I am not being a submissive wife, I'm not being, like, a good wife, like, how the Bible says I should be, and, and because... I, with this podcast, and I've been doing lots of things, serving the church in different ways, and at work, I've really been, you know, conscious about being the light, like, anytime I, you know, represent Jesus everywhere, like, but then when I come home, and, like, my husband asks me a question, it's, like, an instant attitude, and not, Mm -hmm. not consciously, it's not like I'm mad at him, it just, like, kind of comes out. It's kind of just, like, like, overstimulation. Yeah, it's like, okay, I've been nice to the world, but then I come home, and not that I'm not, not nice, it's just I'm not, You're just quicker to... Yeah, it's like my fuse is burnt out, so... I do that. How, like, how can you, let's see, what, what does my notes say? Um, it's like have customer service, but not family service. Um, and like why, and another thing is kind of like why it's so easy to support or click follow on a celebrity, like, but not your friend's small business. Mm. Like what? That one, man. (laughs) I think that one. That's like what, what this kind of is too. It's, you know, you, you, what the world sees. Right. You want it to look good, but when it hits real close to home, that's kind of where we slack. Yeah. Or for me anyway. And I it's have just, just been struggling with that and with the whole submission thing and not, not struggling with submission, but just feeling like I am doing a lot right now, like a lot of good for, you know, work is going great. Like income is good. I'm, you know, serving the church, feeling feeling good about the podcast, but at home, it's not, I'm not saying, like, my marriage is fine, like, right. um, I just, how do we make sure that we can keep the, the grace and the compassion and being the light to everybody else going at home? Right. Because it's almost like our, the ones that are closest to us, you know. Get the brunt of it. Yeah, because they'll, they'll always be there. They'll mm-hmm. be there, you know, yeah. and I'll, yeah. I hope so, but, like. You don't want them, I don't, I just, you don't want it to get, um, routine. Right. At home. Right. I guess. I don't know. What are your thoughts? 
I do the same thing. I'm why gonna be, why and, are we like this? And, and I'm going to say, Tan does the same thing. Like, And my, my family members do the same thing. We all do the same thing, but we, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why. But I feel like the only thing that I could think of when I think about that is like just going back to that book that I read is we just have to be in a place of unoffendable and even even that means irritable, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Because like we're offended in a sense, whatever that person says, they obviously made us to a point where we got irritated. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like that's the only thing I can think of, but I don't know why we do that because we just do. Well, it's (laughs) even like sometimes Jordan will be like, well, how was work? And I'm like, Work same thing as it was yesterday. Like, yeah, because I, I mean, my job is pretty like routine, literally. Um, so unless like I don't know something crazy happens, it's pretty much the same every day. Um, but I don't know. Instead, I could just be a little bit nicer. Like I don't know, just something I've been struggling with. If you have been struggling with that too, or something that's helped you, like let me know. I, I can. Think... You guys help me this time. So yeah, I was I was about to say. So for me, like I kind of have that same situation, but not with my relationship with Tan. But it's more so can be my relationship with family members. Mm-hmm. So like I'm easier to talk to other people, but then like with my family members, I, I'm easily triggered within um in a sense of like we can be talking or something and I can get offended or something and then like it's just quick to pop off and then the conversation goes left when we were just talking you know and it's like why can I have a conversation with my friend or with somebody random but then when I go to have the conversation with a family member it it always ends in an argument Mm -hmm. why I don't know I just I think it's because these like these are the people that know us best and, and know us worse. Yeah. And, and the, I feel like sometimes they hold us to that, too, to a sense. Or that, or just, for some reason, we think it, like, for some reason, they deserve the best of us, but they always get the worst That's of us, true. you know? And it, it's because, you know, they are family. It's, it's my husband. Like, I know he's not going anywhere. Like Right. Um and it's that's just something I'm dealing with, and and I think it just in general, and I think this is it's just a season, yeah. you know, it's a busy season oh, for, sure. for me, and like at work it's busy, like with all the things I'm doing I'm busy, and right now Jordan is in his off season at work, so he really doesn't have a whole lot going on, right? And so it's like we're just kind of missing each other, kind of right. like I'm out of the house, yeah. you know, early, and then when. I get home, I'm ready to go to bed earlier. Right. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely, yeah. No, I was going to say, uh, like, the world always sees the best of us. Mm-hmm. And the Lord always sees the worst of us. And it's just kind of like the same thing when it comes to, you know, you go out into the world. But then when you come back into your home, like, who are you always around? The ones you love, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like they are always the ones that get the brunt of it. And that's not fair by any Mm -hmm. means because at the end of the day the reason you lash out is your own problem like Mm -hmm. it's what you got going on on the inside not because of that person or or even what that person said that person what that person said might have been a trigger but it was a trigger for you and it's your it's your problem maybe something you need to look towards forgiving yourself for Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay sierra (laughs) what what true that okay i have like a verse here i wonder what it said I love these things. I really do. They're great. Yeah. If y'all couldn't tell, we got little microphone stands. They're so cute. Oh, okay. Um, so I have Colossians 4, 6 
broke next to my note about, um, cause I mean, I don't want to say that I like come home and I'm like not happy. <laughs> like, cause I am, yeah, it's just, I don't know if I'm just tired and right. whatever, but okay. This is what this verse says. Colossians 4, verse 6, Let every word you speak be drenched with grace and tempered with truth and clarity, for then you will be prepared to give a respectful answer to anyone who asks you about your faith. And I just think, truly, I probably will just speak. Because, I mean, once you, I think it's every day you have to work on yourself. Oh, And coming to, like, whenever you start reading the Bible and, your relationship with Jesus grows and continues to grow. And this may be just like a place of immaturity for me that I need to grow in and just get into the word and saturate myself with, you know, the truth to have clarity in about, I don't know, maybe submission or whatever it is that my problem is right now. Yeah. I also think a lot of it has to do with us being overstimulated in the world. Like just constantly like, having this boom, 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 boom. And then like everything has our distractions. And then on top of our phones and our social media and like that whole nine plus our day to day and then come home and then deal with the people that we have to deal with in our everyday lives and be the, be the wife that you need to be the the daughter that you need to be the sister, whoever, you know? And I just feel like at times, like a lot of that weight can just get heavy and we just do naturally just kind of get overstimulated mm-hmm. with everything on our plate and do kind of dish it out to the people around us, which is not okay by no means, but we all do it. We all do. You, I swear, are like the queen of segues. Or like, well, I don't know, whatever you say. I'm always like, this is another topic I wanted to talk about. <laughs> well, let's hear <laughs> Talking about being overstimulated. Um, today is Monday, February 20th. 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 Okay. Yeah. And then, so Wednesday is Ash Wednesday, which starts the season of Lent. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what Lent is, it's just the 40 day, the, the time period between Ash Wednesday and Easter, or Palm Sunday, sorry. Um, and it's 40 days. And growing up as a Catholic, um, we always celebrated the season of Lent. And um, for me, it always was a great time to just kind of reset, reflect. Like a lot, some some people use New Year's, I use Lent, <laughs> Ash Wednesday, um, and the forty days represents the forty days that Jesus spent in the wilderness facing temptation. So Jesus faced all every sin and temptation that we face today, but he never sinned. He was completely perfect in all of that, and so I like to use the season of Lent to remember that and to also kind of give up some things in my life um, that are that get that just kind of steer me away from what's important my right. relationship with my husband my relationship with God like just kind of like a reset and a refocus and a time of fasting and prayer um, which is really great just to kind of get through things like this that I'm going through here right um, and one of the things that I have been praying about I've been praying about what to give up this year because I usually always do the same thing. Um, so I just, I didn't know if it needed to be different this year and it's a little bit different this year. I'm going to give up TV Oh, nice. just to like, when I come home and sit down to watch TV, 
use that time to either get into the word or just go sit with Jordan or right. whatever. Go walk the dogs just to like kind of go pray or whatever. <laughs> like, so that's what I'm doing this time. And I think, um, like with you just talking about just being overstimulated, I think it's a great time to kind of just lay some things down. Right. And, and just but I, the distractions. Yeah. But don't like just give up TV. Cause I said, give up TV, like right. pray about it. See what in your life, you know, is kind of getting in the way of your relationships and stuff. Right. I love the season of Lent. It is my favorite time of year. Um, just any time, anything that helps me, you know, remember the sacrifices and truly like what Jesus went through for us. Um, like communion. I love communion. Um, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. And last year was the first year I actually ever did Lent. I've always heard about it. Never really like. Growing up, we kind of, we knew God, and I went to church with different people and family members and stuff like that, but we really weren't into it like that, so last year was the first year, um, and I'm excited to do it again this year, actually. Um, I'm definitely diving into just sitting my phone down more, like, Mm -hmm. not even really texting people type of thing, like, I just want to be more, and it's kind of weird, um, I was gonna gonna say I want to be more intentional, which is also the rainbow word I got for this year. And I'm I'm officially I'm officially certain okay. <laughs> that this is the rhema <laughs> word for me. So, before like three almost three years ago, two and a half years ago, I don't know how long ago it was. I got a word. It was stewardship, and that was like my first ever realization to rhema words. And mm-hmm. so, then I felt like after I stewarded the things that I needed to steward, and and I was blessed and put on a path that I was on. I I heard him say well done, that good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. And so then it was like, now what? You Mm -hmm. know, like now I understand stewardship. Now I understand I wasn't where I was. Like now you see that you had to transform me into that person to be a good steward. And now, now what? And so the word intentional came along and he made me need a lot of reassurance. So Mm -hmm. I did it for like every, I would see the word intentional. I'm like, Lord, is that the word you want for me? Mm -hmm. And then I would see it again. I'm like, okay, like, you know how you made me, like, just give me another sign because I don't want to focus on this word if this is not the word you have for me. And so then I would just be listening. Some Something would say, you have to be intentional. You have to be intentional. And then on the way here, I was listening to a podcast and it said, you need to be intentional with your time and, and being present in, in where you are. You have to be intentional in where you are in order to grow where you want to go. And so I was like, Okay, Lord, I think I'm fully, (laughs) I understand. Intentional is my word. So I'm really using this time of Lent to be intentional with, like, where I am mentally and who I am around, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm excited for that. Got anything else for us? I feel like I did, but I don't remember. I mean, I got a whole page of stuff. Two pages. Um... Well, I don't know what I want to do. If I want to go there or not. We can go there. Let's go there. <laughs> I don't know where, but um, let's go there. I just kind of wanted to share a little bit of my testimony, kind of. Just let's hear it. Kind of like a long story short. Um, I, I was raised Catholic, like I said. Um, my dad was raised Catholic. My mom was raised Church of Christ. Um, I... My dad was the one that started, that was the one that wanted us to start going to church. So him and I went and my mom 
besides she didn't want to go to church because you know the church had burned her in her past and she got burnt out but I saw more of a relationship with Jesus in her mm. than I did going to church with my dad you know because it was the routine thing mm-hmm. was not no shape to my dad you know um and I have no room to speak on what his relationship is but so growing up went to um Catholic church until about middle school and then I started going to church with some friends at like a non-denominational spent some time at a Baptist church for a while and and then when I met Jordan the church we go to now was a Methodist church United Mm -hmm. Methodist but um they've stepped away since then and is non-denominational so I spent a lot of time around religion and the different denominations of Christianity and saw a lot of the differences there um so I say all that to just I've always felt God in my life like I've always known him there I've always prayed to him always believed in Jesus um and I think that's a testimony in itself Mm -hmm. um because I do believe that I lived a blessed life I mean I've had challenges and things go on you know but I think in the grand scheme of things I'm very blessed and I'm not ashamed to say that and I think it all comes back to having God in my life for my entire life but as I've gotten older I I've tried to like kind of figure out like what is my purpose you know um if I mean if you know me at all you knew like I played soccer growing up my entire life it was and I was very good at it and everybody kind of figured that's what I was going to do you know but when I started college I I just I wasn't like that wasn't it you know and it shook every shook me shook you know my parents everybody was kind of like what like when I quit and came home and honestly my parents told me to my face that they didn't think that I was even going to finish college if I quit soccer um and it was kind of like when that happened everyone was like well she's you know gonna end up housewife babies running around like nothing you know um but that was like I was like no like there's something into this I know God has like taken that out of my life for a reason um like I always had like I always knew that was the right choice um but I mean it's I I literally told Jordan the other day it's been four years since I graduated college okay crazy (laughs) that is insane okay um so it's been a while since I like I hadn't figured it out you know and for a while I thought my purpose was you know to be Jordan's wife because for so long so many people were like oh you saved him like you know and for a while I was okay with that I was like yeah like that was my purpose um and that was okay for a while but um eventually I was like well there's more because I learned that you know there's always more um and I've just kind of just been praying about that and all that and um it (laughs) it's so funny so when I transferred back to MTSU, I just took like general business classes and stuff like that because I didn't know what I was doing. Like I didn't know what to major in. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I took sort of like event planning classes and that was fun and I was getting into all that. Um, I say all this to um, now say that now I'm like creating a church website. I run a pod, uh, the church podcast and I'm doing this podcast with you and I have all these skills. <laughs> that I got Mm -hmm. at MTSU that I thought 
maybe I would be like a big shy event planner one day and maybe still and, yeah. one day but like right now this is my purpose right and all that like college drama stress like not like I'm living my purpose right now right and every day I think we're living our purpose you know so I say all that to say if you're not you know sure what the Lord is doing um in your life if you're you know struggling with where you're at and you're just not confident um that's me um my mother-in-law spoke this over me after we recorded our last podcast um and she said when you feel doubt or insecurity remember that god sees you at your finished product Mm. he sees the fulfillment of what he has for us he doesn't see the in-between so even right now like even right now in, in this the studio, moment, like he's he sees like whatever it is. Yeah, he sees us in our studio, like and I, our big when, old studio. When she said that to me, it like it it really changed a lot. Yeah, and just like because it, it's so easy to get caught up in our heads with the world, like compare comparisons and just like overstimulation but it's like whatever There's you're, a lot of whatever you're going through right now whatever you you can't forgive right now or whatever you're struggling to forgive like God doesn't see you like that he, he sees, sees you. you at what he has created you to be in fulfillment which is kind of overwhelming it is but because we can't even imagine what I that can't. even is like um I'm trying to and I'm yeah, like, like I just cause, can't because we don't have we have no idea what the plans he has for us are at any moment all this could stop and it could be something completely different right um but just to know like to know that he doesn't hold me to the person that I used to be like right outside of high school or mm -hmm. or all the 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 bad stuff that I did like I I didn't used to live like the best life by no means you know but I wholeheartedly feel like like I went through that and I'm here to Mm -hmm. share my story because a lot of people don't get to be here to share their story either and so like although I'm feeling unequipped and feeling like I'm not I shouldn't even be here like I know I'm here for a reason you know and like going back to like what I'm struggling with inside me right now as to being a wife like God doesn't see me like this. Right. He sees me as the perfect wife. Right. Or, or the perfect mother one day, maybe. I don't know. Like, And if only we could see like a only, fraction of how only. he sees us, I feel like we would truly have more confidence in ourselves. Like, I look, I, this just hit, I look at like my mother-in-law and I look at a couple of the ladies like in the church and I look at them and I'm like, man, what I, a woman I of know. God. But it's like, that's, God sees us like that too. Right. You know, like. That's awesome. Praise God. Yeah, for sure. Because like I said, if we could only just see a fraction of that, that would give us more confidence and to keep going and to keep pursuing the Lord and to keep pursuing the purpose that he has for us. But a lot of times we we look for acceptance of the world and and stuff like that. And sometimes we get that acceptance and then, and then, and it feels good a little bit, but that's not the acceptance that we need. So then later on it, it hinders us later, if that makes sense, in the mm-hmm. aspect of looking for love in the wrong places, mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, when we need to dive into the truth and, and to know what he says about us. Because, like, I can open this book and he can say the same thing to me mm-hmm. as he says to you, but it's going to apply completely different depending on where we are in life and mm-hmm. depending on where we are in our faith. And I feel like that's why it's so important for 
everybody to dive into the truth, you know? Mm -hmm. That way you can really know the truth about you so that you can walk in your anointing and walk in your purpose. And even though you don't feel equipped, you're still doing it because you know that you're on the path to the places that you and God talk about. And and he puts these desires on your heart for a reason. Like, he knows what you want to do. He knows I want to have a farm one day. He knows I want to have a podcast studio. Like, he puts these desires on our hearts, but he has a purpose too and a message that has to be fulfilled. And I'm called to, to come forth and to be that vessel for him. And if I don't, then those things don't, those glorious things don't come. The fruit doesn't come with glorifying the Lord either, you know? And so I feel like it's just important to really dive into the truth so that you know the truth about yourself and you. Um, I have something on my notes here. It says, you don't have to know where you're going, just know you're going with God. And that's Sadie Robertson. That's weird that you say that because, um, which is also so weird. Um, Never mind, let me just not squirrel off. Anyway. (laughs) It's weird that you say that because Tan and I was talking on the way home yesterday and he was like, it's just so weird how everything is led up to here. And I was like, I know. I, I Part of me wanted to be like, I told you, you know, everything happens for a reason. But he's like, no, like, he's like, seriously, like with the shop, he said, with the, he said, even if we would have got the shop, he said, if I wouldn't have acquired all my tools before I got the shop, then I would have to get the shop and then I'd have to go out and buy all these tools before I could start this business. He said, and it's just so weird how everything acquired as they should. And over time as you're walking and then before you know it, you're standing in, in, in the very spot that you've prayed for and all the things that you've prayed for, you know, and it was just confirmation for me and for him, you know, just kind of like, although life does get crazy and the weeks pass by and, you know, that saw that didn't seem necessary <laughs> was actually necessary, you know? It's just, it's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. And I just think, again, going back to this is why we're doing this podcast. Not to preach at people, not to, you know, smack a Bible over your face, but just to tell our story to speak our testimony because that is what we're called to do to go make disciples what is it something something and by the words of our testimony you know Mm -hmm. that's the only I think the true way like that we're gonna really get people is not going like not just not preaching but but living but yeah just living the truth like and being what we're struggling with and how we've dealt with it and maybe how we need to deal with it and like Honestly, just being like, I don't know how to deal with this right, right now. Um, There's this part in this book. So I went to the Christian bookstore to find this one particular book. And I had this other book that popped out to me. And then like right next to it was another book that popped out to me. And that one popped out to me because it had the word lead on it. And it was like lead in Christian ministry or something. And so I this I haven't even started it because... I had a plethora of books come in. I don't know how I, I got a business book. I got another book. I got this book. I got a marriage book. Like somehow or another, I just acquired a lot of books in a quick amount of time. Like they all came in within the last week, but the Lord told me to start reading it today and something popped out to me. You had just said, um, oh, shoot, here I go squirreling. Mm. What did you just say? Um, you don't have to know where you're going. Sadie podcast. Tan was saying how it's crazy. Y'all just, how everything God is here. Um, just know you're going with God. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Run back the tape. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. But basically, I got this book, God Leadership, and he told me to open it up and start reading today. And I did. And it was just really weird how 
the things that we were talking about and just like the things that I was feeling about even this podcast and, and being a leader in this ministry and, you know, leading in general, leading in my life for the people around me. Cause ultimately we're all called to be leaders, you know? Um, <sighs> mm. Dang it. Ah, it went somewhere. I'll find it. I know I will. It'll come back. We'll have to bring it back up here in just a second. Uh, let's take a break so I can let me interrupt. All right. Nancy. <laughs> All right. We're back. <laughs> this is take number three, I think. Um, I remembered kind of what I was talking about before was we were talking about, you were saying um, about... <laughs> Okay, I came to this Christian bookstore. I was looking for this particular book. And this book, this marriage book stood out to me. And so I was looking and I was like, you know what? You know, I'm not going to buy it right now. I took a picture of it. And there was this other book next to it and it said lead. And I was like, ooh. And it had 40% off. And I was like, let's get it. I've never heard of the author or anything like that. And it, the bottom of it said leadership in, in Christian ministry or something like that. And... um. So I got all these books at once. So I had already started a book like a week ago and I hadn't started this lead book. Well, this morning, um, I heard the Lord tell me to go ahead and start it. And throughout the, I got on to chapter four today and throughout that entire book, it was just talking about how pretty much, you know, being a leader in today's society and the ministry requires you to be vulnerable because a lot of the churches in general um, and a lot of the leaders in the churches in general feel like they've come to a place of their ministry that they feel like they don't have to be as vulnerable and as open. And so it's um, creating a place for people to feel like, feel a disconnect pretty much. And um, which is kind of weird because in my prayer this morning, I asked for me to be as open and to not hold anything back in this podcast so that I can be as vulnerable as possible to you guys. And it was just kind of confirmation about, you know, leading in general and in this ministry and about that it's okay for me to be vulnerable and it's not going to scare people away because that's what people need. And so it was just kind of weird. Um, I thought that was kind of cool to share. Um, yeah, I think having, I, last week in Bible study, the episode that we recorded, I named it, um, experience over doctrine. And I just think sharing our experiences are going to do a whole lot more than sharing you know, the Bible verses. Then Even preaching. Though, that's yeah, where that's right. where I was getting the comparison was. Right. It's like you, the preachers that are up there saying, do this and do this and do this. But you never know, like, what he's got going on at home. Like, and how he, does his wife feel about right. it? Or whatever. So, yeah, that's like what we wanted to do with this podcast is tell you what the Word says, but also tell you how... How we're living it in yeah, our life. And how we, when we struggle with it and stuff. And like how that. normal it is to have these struggles. I feel like, you know... And this is just in general, but like something I realized in the last probably year and a half or so is how crazy it is, the the amount of struggles that people have with pornography, Mm. but nobody's open to really even talk about it. It, It's not something that's even really discussed. It's kind of something that's brushed under the rug, but that's that's just a fraction of it. Like there's so many other things. And I feel like if we are not in a place of vulnerable and not in a place to really talk about it and share our experience and how we've overcome it, then we cannot help the next person. Mm. But sometimes it can come from a place of feeling like 
we're just trying to teach and trying to preach. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. Mm-mm. But if you're in a place of being offendable, then it seems like that. But if you're in a place of like putting your feelings in and understanding from logic to try to see, that way you don't make the same mistakes moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't know if it ever becomes like an extinct, ex- instinctive reaction or if oh, you for always sure. have, or if we're always every day going to have to check ourselves, which oh, I yeah. believe the latter. <laughs> like every day you're going to have to wake up and choose, like, what would Jesus do? Situation. Um, honestly. If we want to get vulnerable, (laughs) my, like, submission struggles and all that is, like, just the surface of all that. I've really been struggling with, you know, that I wasn't a virgin when I got married. Mm. Like, and I, (laughs) that's what I told you about, I was telling you earlier, like, this is stuff, like, from my past that has just, like, come up because I've been with Jordan Next year will be 10 years with him. Right. And this, I mean, we, and then this year will be two years of marriage. And like, I'm going to get vulnerable. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just lay it all out there because I know somebody can relate to this. I said earlier, like in my testimony that I've always had, I've always known God. I've always had him in my life. Um, you know, and for a long time I was like, I wore a purity ring, you know, until well, I got my first serious boyfriend and the temptation was there and everything, mm-hmm. but I, I stayed strong in that relationship, you know, and ultimately I believe that's the reason why we broke up is because I wouldn't have sex with him. Right. And you know, <laughs> in the world we live in now, you, all this floats around your head as I think I was like 16 at the time, maybe 15, 16. It's like, well, maybe if I would have just had sex with him, you know? Right. Um, so then Come along my next serious relationship and, um, and it's kind of, it's like I, it's, I turned my back on my, mm-hmm. what I, and like face, you know, just went with the world for a couple years. Um, and sure there was pleasure in that, you know, but now look two years right. into my marriage and it's affecting it. And I don't even, I haven't even really explained all this to Jordan. Um, so if you're listening, Jordan, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, does um, he listen? I don't think so. Okay. Tan uh, doesn't either. So, but now this is like, I don't know. I just like with the submission and everything, I heard the most beautiful story the other day about two people that both saved themselves for marriage and their wedding night. Like, you oh know, yeah. You know what I'm talking on about? On the Unashamed mm-hmm. podcast? Yeah. And how on their wedding night, like, you know, the first hour was, you know, they kind of had to figure it out. But Some body science. <laughs> but there was no shame in yeah. that. There was no comparison through that. And, and now I don't, it, I was already feeling these things before I even listened to that podcast. But it was like, why is this like shame coming up now? And I, truly like through this conversation is because I probably never forgave myself for that. I knew right. it was wrong at the time. And then, you know, stumbled other times. And even like with Jordan, before we were married, like it never really affected me until now. Like my relationship with, you know, God is growing and I see like his way is the best way. Like it's hard and it's not what the world says, but truly in the end, it is the most beautiful, best thing because, and now I'm like, you know, 
I'm feeling like the shame and the right. but all but it's covered, you know. Right. Like God doesn't see me like that. Like we talked about earlier, like that. And you that have to figure it yourself. Is covered. It's like Jesus. Like don't. That's kind of what I wrote down. This don't hold yourself to something Jesus wouldn't hold you to. Right. Like I just need to forgive myself for that. For sure. Um, You're not the only one. Well, and I say all that. I was gonna make a point, but I kind of forgot to. Other than um, just like I'm gonna have to forgive my like. It's weird how things just come up like that. And how they surface from like years ago. Yeah, and like the like just doing this podcast and talking about being vulnerable and like Lord, like here, yeah, throw this one out there, <laughs> and I didn't even realize like I was even struggling, struggling with like. I that that thought has definitely come up in my head because I think we've talked about this a couple of times before, like because I've asked you I'm like so like. <laughs> What have you felt like, we you know, before you're married and you're having sex and now you're, like, diving deeper and, you know, like, because I, I, there there has been some guilt, mm-hmm. you know, for me as well. And it's just, my, I, I guess maybe I've brushed it under the rug, you know, mm-hmm. and just kind of, like, and I guess I've, I don't want to say excused it, but, like, understood that the Lord has forgiven me but like for me we're not married yet Mm -hmm. so like I struggle with the moving forward you know and it's so like well and I don't say this to like make it awkward for us to feel like crap or whatever oh no no I'm saying it to make a point that God like God's way is the best way the design is is for a reason and it is most like perfect way and I know we're never gonna live up to perfect and that's why he sent Jesus you know (laughs) like um so if you if you are like I have nieces that are you know Mm -hmm. entering into this 15 16 like high school age and I you know I hope they listen to the podcast and if they are like girls (laughs) please just stay true to what you believe yeah you you know in your heart like I knew but, you know, the world got to me. Mm-hmm. And there, I, I may, there may have been other factors into why that happened. Um, but if I can speak any kind of light and truth into your lives, just stay true to, mm-hmm. to what God has for you and what the Word says. Um, if somebody breaks up with you because you won't have sex with them, that's their loss. That's their loss. And, <laughs> yeah. And I just don't... So, I don't want anyone else to experience, like, the shame. We're actually about to get vulnerable again because as soon as you said that, I guess it kind of brought up a situation that I didn't realize was there. Um, but in high school, I had this boyfriend, and uh, we we dated probably, like, two years total. But I remember throughout the process of us dating, you know, we had kind of, like, messed around, but... He wanted to do stuff and I wasn't ready and so then we kind of like had a fight and kind of broke up and I remember talking to my mom about it and she was like, you know, if you're, if he truly loves you, you know, he'll wait and and like I wholeheartedly believe that but that doesn't happen in high school. I, mm. I don't feel like that happens in high school, you know, and like I, I was honest with him because I like to communicate and so I told him, you know, like I feel like if you truly love me, you'll wait, blah, blah, blah and he's you know, it was like, um, well, that's not the only thing I want, but, 
you know, guys think about this and guys think about that and guys have a need to and ultimately kind of guilted me. Um, but I didn't have sex right then or anything. We kind of just worked it out and kind of figured it out and kind of moved forward. But then the conversation that had that situation had came up like two or three times and then I felt weak. Um, and do, do I think that he loved me for what love was back in high school? Probably so. But do I think that it was a situation where I felt like the true love that I should have to give in myself to give to myself to that person? No, it was just high school and it opens up a can of worms that really like, God, it's just, I just want to say like from experience now I am experiencing like what everybody told me, like wait till marriage, save yourself for marriage because now it is affecting my marriage. But I also want to say, um, if you maybe aren't married right now or you're you're with somebody or you know you've had sex whatever um it's like it's covered like ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. and you can start like once you come to Jesus you are made new you are not held to your old self you are a new person in Christ right and that is the most freeing thing mm-hmm. um and another thing that is freeing um i read in this book was to talk about it with your with your people, mm-hmm. and that's not that. Let let me stop right there and say, don't just go talking about it to any and everybody. I'm talking about like your people, you know, like the people that push you to be better, not to just agree with what you have going on and that's going to party with you. And any, I'm talking about the people that is will downright tell you when you're screwing up, when you're wrong, when you need to get your crap together. You know, like those are the people that we we need to bring these things to to light so that we can the Holy Spirit can speak to us through our people. And um, it was just something in the book that said, you know, a lot of, when, whenever we're struggling, we need to gather ourselves around our people. And that's something that needs to be discussed, which also was another confirmation for me for this podcast today was like, okay, yes, we need to bring this podcast to light. We need to bring our struggles to light. That way that we can help other people and other women because we do live in such a dark world. It, yeah, it's funny that you say that because I was kind of having a hard day and I think it was because all of this was just kind of on my shoulders and I just kind of needed to get it out mm-hmm. I don't know if I necessarily needed to get it out for the world to see but maybe so maybe so because I think I mean that's my story and it's who I am and it's the reason for the the hope that I have is because I know I'm forgiven for all that and right now it's just me versus myself in that like I just have to let go know that you know God, when he looks at me, he doesn't see that. He no. sees the, the finish, the fulfillment of what he has for me. And and we have to remember that in those moments. Because, like, I can literally hold on to, like, what I did or what I said or how I lashed out or anything like that. Or just, like, who I was before and just thinking about, like, all the things and the party and the drugs. Like, all these things and, like why me? You know, like Mm -hmm. why? And I just, I have struggled with this. What is it called? Um, it's like self-limiting belief, but like imposter syndrome, I guess, Mm -hmm. but it's like not imposter syndrome because if you look back over the years of, of the transformation, I'm being transformed, but I feel like just talking about it and being vulnerable, vulnerable about it in such a world where that's kind of not the norm is, you're putting it's such a something weird out there that you needed in your right. time of struggle. Right, Which yeah. I think 
that's the best thing you can do, right? Yeah. If, if there's a need, a need to be met, go meet it. Yep. That's true. Nine times out of ten, this podcast is literally, I speak, I'm speaking to myself and I don't even realize mm-hmm. it because once we leave, I'll go turn it on and I'm like, oh, girl, I did not <laughs> even know. I needed that. <laughs> so, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, anything in your, any verses you read that you want to share? Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think. I, honestly, y'all. I've been just kind of doing my Devo, my normal Devo, and just reading this book on joyful intentionality um, with the Lord. But I haven't really, like, opened my Bible like that um, to, like, get in a book or anything like that. So I'm just going to open something random. Okay. And then we'll see what's highlighted. And there's only one thing highlighted on this page. So <laughs> it says it's Mark 8, hmm, 36. Mark. For what does it benefit someone to gain the whole world yet lose, and yet lose his life? So what is it to gain the world and lose yourself? Right. And that's where I feel like uh, I can relate in the sense of, like, I, I tried the whole, like, fitness page for a little bit. And that was cool. And I feel like if I would have stuck to it, I really would have, like, taken it off where I wanted it to go. But that wasn't his plan, and mm-hmm. it had so much pressure on me that I feel like I was losing the works within that I had really worked on myself because I was trying to live up to the way of the world and the way that the world is going, which is Instagram, you know, like everything social media-based, everything's like business, do this, do this, do this course, you know, like mm-hmm. all kinds of things. And I feel like um, I had to take a step back. So for the last probably six or seven months, I um just kind of like didn't really get on social media. I stopped I stopped posting like my fitness stuff and everything. I think the last post was Arizona and then before that was like 3 or 4 months before that, you know. And I now can get on there like cuz we created a Instagram for the podcast and stuff, but now I can get on there and I don't have that that pressure and that feeling anymore because I just, I get on there and I know that what I'm putting out there is is from the Lord and it's what I'm called to do. So I don't have that pressure of feeling like I'm not doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing with that. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think what I've learned is the, the craziest, most like wild things God has done is when I, you know, say, I don't know what to do with this God. Like what I'm mm-hmm. giving it to you. And then I just give it to him and forget about it. Mm-hmm. Like literally let go, let God, and then, like, either the next day or maybe a week or a month later, like, he, like, turns it around. I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, I totally even forgot that I prayed for this. Like, thank you, Lord. Like, but it was all in his timing, you know? Right. Um, so, I think ultimately, yeah, just laying it down. So, having the faith. if somebody says, uh, well, I gave it to God. But I still feel like there's something being blocked. What what would you say? What do you mean blocked? Like some kind of disconnect between... You and God? Mm-hmm. Well, I like... Well, okay. Because my first question is, then did you really give it to the Lord? Well, yeah, I think that is a good question to start with. But then I would also... If you're, I think if you're feeling blocked from God, um, there's probably something 
yeah, that you haven't fully given over to him or surrendered to him. Right. Um, and I think something that really helps me through those is just getting around somebody. Like we said earlier, like where one or two are gathered, like my presence is there. Whether that's going to church to a Bible study or listening to a podcast or listening to worship music. Um, sometimes you just need a little boost to kind of mm-hmm. to feel him, you know? And then, I mean, if you just, I think if you cry out and you ultimately, like, give it yeah. up to him. And maybe you, he's blocked, it's blocked because he's saying no. Right. Like, and sometimes maybe. he does Ooh, that. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like, I didn't even think it's not about a block, that. it's more of a no, that's not It's a redirection. You. Yeah, it's a, nah. Right. And it's, it seems blocked because you're looking at it in a world of Well, and it's because of, it's what you want. What, exactly. You're going after your exactly. desires, the desires of your heart. Ooh, there. But. Thank you. But the, remember, it's it's thy will be done. Thank the Lord's you. will be done. So, say, okay, maybe you're like, well, then I don't know what you want from me, Lord. And then. But then I feel like that's where you should go seek. And that's where you get into the podcast or the, the Bible to find the mm-hmm. truth. You know, you have to kind of go find the answer because. Sometimes he will just like drop it down and make it blatantly known, but mm-hmm. sometimes he won't unless you open up the book and then oh look this passage that I just mm-hmm. was how the, you and know I it's say, just, like I do not I will say it till I'm blue in the face I do not believe in coincidences no at all no like his his hand is in everything and mm-hmm. like just when, like that whole the the church thing. yeah yeah <laughs> like literally how was that even. It's There's insane. no way. Yeah. Like, there was no other explanation than Jesus. <laughs> like, that's it. And that, yeah, the, it's the living word. It's, yeah. It's, it, it just... <laughs> and so, like, even sometimes when I feel like I prayed about something and I'm at a standstill of what I should do, then I... And, and I don't know. I have to go out and find it. And I feel like sometimes, like, it could seem... I tried to relate to this person and it seems like the prayer was blocked, but, like... Like I said earlier, you'd have to dive into it. I would literally Google, like, okay, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. What does the Bible say about this? Mm-hmm. Or, like, what verse is this? And I'll go listen to a YouTube or a podcast or something. You, going back to what you said about having to be in, being saturated in it, you literally have to drench yourself mm-hmm. in it. Literally. Always. Like, and then it will it will consume you. Once you're, I mean, just think about it. Once you jump into a pool... You're drenched. You're you're consumed by the body of the water of the pool. You know, you just gotta go all in. Mm-hmm. Like I said in the last podcast, I had a verse that I've had in front of my face for over a year, and once I felt like I lived that verse, like I had become it, I passed it on or whatever. But now I have two <laughs> in front of my face right. <laughs> constantly because it's you know I'm like it's an everyday. It's a work on yourself every day kind of thing because we're, it's so. It's never going to be, there's never going to be an end. There's never going to be a time where it's not work. Mm-hmm. And there's never going to be a time where I feel like, even if I become like this big old ministry lady with this like <laughs> big following, you know what I'm saying? I'm still going to have these same struggles that I have today. Mm-hmm. Like the only difference is, the influence that I have, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Which was going to require me to be even more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But what I read in that book today was the, the more influence that you get, the less vulnerable these, these leaders in these churches are really becoming. And I feel like I want to make it super apparent and super, uh, like make it a point for this 
to be such a place of raw, real, relatable, and vulnerability. Always. Always. I guess that was a good, good Oh, idea. let me, sh- um, well, I don't know if this, when this part is going to post, but I have a fun fact about President's Day that I wanted to share. Okay. Um, that I learned actually, um, actually it's not about President's Day, but kind of. I just think it's a really cool fact that I did not know about that I learned. Um, so there's a church that in New York across from where the world, the Twin Towers stood. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like St. Michael or St. John, something like that. But it's the church where the founding fathers of our country prayed. There's like, if you go there, there's like a sign or something that says, this is where George Washington sat and prayed. But Suzanne taught us that that is covenant ground, kind of like Israel. Um, And so when the towers fell, you know how just like explosive and destructive that was. The church was not touched. And it was across the street? Literally across the street. Because like blocks of stuff were demolished. There was like a willow tree or an oak tree or something in, in like next to it that fell but the church itself not a window was cracked that's insane Isn't that's it? good stuff yeah that's wild that's like seeing those videos or or seeing those Look pictures of that oak, of the tornado and then like the bible being open to like mm-hmm. one random page you know i just but my thing was like um we learned all about 9-11 in school we but didn't learn that that i never heard stayed. nothing about this church well, i and even in the i remember the movie like Blocks and blocks and blocks well, for miles. Yeah, like, like buildings were demolished everywhere. Like, there's like yeah. it doesn't seem like there was any way that church could have stayed. Covenant ground, baby. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Okay, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is all for today. We'll see you next time.